0: Conference of Champions rolls on, no truck stops here, we are the Pac-12, we are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast, I'm Carlos, here with me is Avery. Hey! Hey! And Matthew Burtson. Hello, hello. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. And please email us with your questions, thoughts, concerns, comments, quips, insights at No Truck Stops Podcast at gmail.com. This is our basketball episode recapping the week in Pack 12 hoops, talking about who's up, who's down, and everything in between. Uh, as we normally do, we'll do some peak of the pack, uh, we'll do some down bad. Uh, Avery, you're, uh, you know what's down bad is your microphone situation yet again.
1: Yeah, my microphone's being so fucking weird. Um, Interesting. I just two, destroy uh, technology. I don't know how to use it.
0: Two weeks in a row ever since you moved out to the Pacific Northwest. There's a theory that, you're, uh, that your new roommate is sabotaging you to get more yeah. video game time.
1: <laughs> more video game time. Maybe it's the moisture in the air. <laughs> just <laughs> ruining the, my technology. I don't know. The air is really damp here compared to you yeah
0: yeah how are you are you is it always sticky? are you uh, surviving?
1: I mean, I'm not sticky, I'm sure it will be worse in the summer, but my hair will not my hair's always like weirdly fluffy, and it kind of I have naturally like wavy hair and it makes it so much worse and frizzy, and that hasn't been fun, but other than that i'm I'm just happy there's not snow here.
2: I hate it when that happens
1: to me. I know when Matt, there's... I know Matt loves snow, I fucking hate snow, I don't want to be around it. And there isn't any snow here right now, so it's been great.
0: I want snow. Uh, maybe that's just because I never get snow because I'm um, in Southern California, and when did when does it ever snow? But snow seems cool. Every time I come across, it, I'm like, snow holy is shit!
1: Fun for like a little while. If it could snow and then melt within 24 hours, that'd be awesome. But it doesn't usually do that in Utah. So
2: horrible. So glad you're three states away right now, or else I'd come over and murder you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <take>. So aggressive!
0: <laughs> Unbelievable take. This is I why they the don't. Desert. Let... <laughs> this is why you have to deal with misogyny, grapes. I hope you know. Yeah. Uh, um anyway we'll do pick of the pack down bad talk about our pac 12 power rankings do some game predictions um but we're also adding a new segment called a dad's discourse where Matthew matthewbertson is going to get a chance to either offer us a dad's hot take a complaint or a question for us or some sort of discourse it's going to be a complaint it'll be time. a complaint <laughs> every time every time, every time. <laughs> every time. okay <laughs> every time all right um you know normally these are not going to be basketball related though well, maybe maybe he has a basketball related complaint as a as a dad um anyway we've literally never done that before so we're gonna try it out and see how it goes um anyway we should probably just get right into it and start with our peak of the pack and now the peak of the pack
1: all
0: right let's not fuck around with this uh every week we talk about (laughs) the pack 12 teams that had the best week in the league and which teams we were most impressed with uh, let's not mess around. Avery, tell us who the peak of the pack is. We already know this.
1: It's Oregon. It's, <laughs> oh my God, I hate it. I know Duck fans think I hate Oregon, and like, I kind of do, but they they had a wonderful week, and right now I'm wondering if they are the second best team in the conference behind Arizona. Um, if you didn't know, which I hope you would, they beat number nine UCLA and turn around and beat number 16 USC this week. Oh, wait. That's their rankings now. What were they ranked? They UCLA ranked was three. They were ranked three
0: and five. and five. Two top five teams yeah. that they beat in one weekend.
1: In one weekend. On the road. Um, the UCLA game was first. It wasn't as convincing. Uh, so I was like, oh, it could be a fluke. I don't know what's going on with UCLA. Maybe Oregon just have a good game. And then they convincingly beat USC two days later. So I can't say a lot negative about Oregon. And I have to say... All of the Oregon fans that kept trying to tell us that Dana Altman would figure it out and turn the team around because that's what he does were probably right and it's very frustrating because I thought I had a good understanding of where the conference was and Oregon was like sixth and now I have absolutely no idea what's going on but kudos to Oregon you have looked really good um, Will Richardson yeah, the, is playing well, and I think that's a huge part of it. Earlier in the season, we kept talking about how he wasn't anywhere to be seen, and he had pretty big moments in these games. So, yeah, Oregon's back. Sadly,
2: uh, yeah, the um, women's basketball team also deserves a shout out as they also beat Oregon, or excuse me, Arizona, and then UConn uh, wow. this week. So Oregon, that god awful basketball court. um is really getting a lot of airtime um for for the school so
0: yeah uh i one thing you said avery was that uh you thought you knew that what this conference what was going on with this conference and now you don't uh i actually think this made things very fucking clear for me (laughs) uh it made clear that the the first thing that was made clear is who the fourth best team is and it's usc it's usc it's not oregon actually (laughs) um Oregon, uh, I think the reason why this is so frustrating for us on top of us, just talking a lot of shit to ducks fans, cause it's kind of funny, um, is the fact that Oregon looked so brutal in the non-conference slate. And we knew this was going to happen. If it was going to happen, it was going to happen with Oregon where they looked at, they looked horrific in the non-conference slate, got blown out by every halfway decent team that they played blown out. Not just, not just beat, blown out. Um, for them to look as embarrassing as they did and then to go on the road to beat two top five LA schools in UCLA and then USC impressive. Um, I I will say that this is not, you know, I think people are uh, one, one thing to probably watch out for is kind of saying that this was the point they turned around. I think they started turning around with that Baylor game where they were really competitive with Baylor. That was happening while we were recording, I think our football episode a few weeks ago. Um, that was the last time they lost. I'm pretty sure. Um, and since then, they've won what four straight, three straight, something like that. Um, and really, uh, in the UCLA game, I think played one really good half of basketball, kind of blew it at the end there. Uh, Oregon actually had a chance to <laughs> had a chance to put that game away, and UCLA kind of came back and forced overtime out of nowhere of some horrific decision making from Oregon's guards. Uh, down the stretch but won that game in overtime and then against usc not competitive at all uh that was a that was a blowout from the beginning and you thought maybe usc might get them together and they'd get runs that would get them to close to within 10 maybe um but oregon always had responses it was that was uh very close to a wire to wire win for usc over or uh, for oregon over usc um so yeah that was that that was big that they've cemented themselves i think they're in the conversation now for what? Not not just not the fourth best team, but maybe top three in the conference. Just like that, yeah. like in one snap, you could do that in one weekend, um, because, and and I don't think we'd be saying this about any other school. Like if this were, I don't know, Washington that did this, I don't think we'd have enough faith in uh, Mike Hopkins uh or any of that roster to say oh yeah this this team could could finish top 4 in the league and get to a bid if they just turned it around we have this trust specifically because Dana Altman has done it before now this By far, the most—if he did it and got into the tournament, was a top four Pac-12 team. This would probably be his best work because because they were so off. They had never been that bad in the non-conference. They had lost by over twenty once in Dana Altman's ten-year career at Oregon. In his first season, they did it three times uh, in the non-conference this year. So, Um, so I don't know, crazy stuff. Anyone have anything else to add about Oregon here?
1: Yeah, since the Baylor game, they have a five-game winning streak. So they've definitely made a lot of changes to be this successful. And you know what? They've, they're they fun to watch. I'll say it. They have been very entertaining to watch. I continue to believe that Arizona is the most entertaining team to watch in the conference. But the last five games with Oregon have been really fun games. So I'm so happy I don't have to watch that absolutely horseshit offense anymore. That was terrible. But yeah, Oregon looks good. And I'm kind of annoyed about it because... It's not good for the conference for a team that did that good that bad in non-conference to be kicking ass now that the season's going.
0: Yeah, I will say that I think um, that I think maybe it hurts the perception of the Pac-12 a little less
2: because it's Oregon. Just because, yeah. like,
0: I think there is the national narrative that this is what Dana Altman does, but I don't know what, what were you thinking, Matt? And,
2: and the Oregon name, yeah, the, the Oregon name for sure helps that a lot. If this was Utah doing it, this this would not be good <laughs> at all. Yeah um and so yeah no and i mean even just looking at it you know ucla only falling to nine usc only falling to 16 like that's that's still a situation where where those it seems to be oregon elevating and not dragging down the entire conference now obviously that's not you know having three top six teams you know like like it would have been had they won those games but um is is still it's still a little better yeah yeah, I think I
0: so I don't think it'll yeah, I don't think it'll create this narrative around the Pac-12 that oh yeah, a team that lost to blah 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 lost, you know, a team that lost to Saint Mary's and BYU is now running the Pac-12. That means I mean BYU fans might cuz they have like some serious issues, I think, but <laughs> beyond that, I think mostly people will just sort of say, yeah,
2: this this is what we, we Spe- expected. Specifically if Oregon keeps going, right? Like I think that this next week is more probably more important for this narrative than anything of if Oregon can still win both their games this next week and still like maintain the fact that this is a good team and they didn't just have a good week uh, that, that helps that a lot where they can actually elevate into the top 25 and, and have some legitimacy to the fact that they have actually turned it around and been a good team rather than remaining Q4 losses on their resume. Yeah. <laughs> on these resumes of the LA schools. Yeah. And they get, they get a chance to to cement that I
0: think against a not horrible team in Washington state next week. And then against Washington um, on the, well, they're hosting the Washington schools, but you know, Washington state is still analytically uh, a, a decent team and that will give them a boost if they can uh, win that game. And even more so if they win that game handily, um, especially cause it's at home. So they have, uh, they, they're starting all the things that we thought that Oregon might be able to do. They're starting to do their guard play has been awesome. Jacob Young, blew up against UCLA and is kind of turning into a second guard that can uh, put up points and really create some space for Will Richardson, who then went on and in turn had a big game against USC Uh, and Folly Dante, their big man. He started to turn it on. He looks much better. He looks really athletic out there. Uh, He's going to, he's, he created problems for UCLA's bigs. Um, And uh, you know, I, I, I think that team, they have some talent. We knew that they had some talent and now they're just kind of figuring it out and putting it back together. Uh, so that's, that's, if you're UCLA, USC, even Arizona, it's kind of scary because Oregon, Oregon's been a power and they've, they've proven that they do this all the time and, uh, and typically can compete in the top th- with the top teams in the conference. So that's, it's going to be interesting. I'm really uh, <laughs> I'm curious to see how that kind of unfolds. It's super frustrating. And uh, yeah, immediately after Oregon beat UCLA, Uh, Just getting, I just got ratioed since I was talking so much shit about Oregon. I was so sure. Every time this happens to me, every time I'm like, I'm very sure that Oregon sucks now, the opposite happens. (laughs) I'm horrible at this shit.
1: (laughs) And that's why we have a podcast.
2: Who could have told you that?
1: Yeah. I guess with Oregon. Re emerging as a contender, it makes the top four players in the conference like very clear, like the top four teams. But I don't know what to do with the middle of the conference. I was Still, a Caltruther yeah. for like three days and then they had a four game losing streak. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is Colorado good? I don't want this to be the podcast where I admit I'm wrong. So I'm going to continue <laughs> believing that Colorado's fraudulent and stick with that narrative and fuel Rumble in the Rockies on my own.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um yeah, I mean outside of outside of that, I mean you mentioned that the that, you know, the middle of the conference is a mess, but uh is there anyone else that you would probably, probably put for your peak in the pack? Peak of the pack. I'll throw out I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna uh so obviously Arizona swept uh Utah and Colorado won both of those games convincingly. Utah kind of gave him a fight for about a half, which is what you'd expect and want or what you'd want I think if you were a Utah fan just. Yeah. You know Arizona is just one of those teams at this point if you're not watching these games. Arizona's just like they're going to blitz you. They're going to have a run and put you away and that they will have one run where they put you away and that'll be it, right? They will have one run, get up by like 20 and then that's that's the way the rest of the game goes and it's just a matter of when that happens. Sometimes it happens in the first 5 minutes of the game. And sometimes it happens in the middle of the second half the way that it did against Utah. Right. And or Utah did just... it without Brandon Carlson too. Without Brandon Carlson. Which, which is which...
1: like pretty impressive considering the size difference there between the two teams.
0: Yeah, with Christian Coloco and Azulas Tubelis there. Um Azulus had an awesome week. He mm-hmm. was probably in terms of player wise peak of the pack. He was he was awesome this week. Um uh I'm not sure how many he had I think I believe he had twenty five against Utah. I'll have to pull up the box score here. Uh, he had 32 wow he had 32 points uh against utah <laughs> off uh 14 for 24 shooting 14 of 22 and uh, uh from two eight rebounds five assists he's awesome he's been yeah, he's, awesome i he's think he's really fucking
1: good
0: yeah he's 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 fun to watch um and fits really well with what arizona's trying to do with just picking up the pace and blitzing you um it's It's crazy to watch both Azulis DeBellis and Christian Coloco out there sometimes running the way that Arizona does. You don't think that you'd get, like, two big seven-footers out there who are able to, like, run at the pace that Arizona does. But they do, and it works. Um, It's it's shocking stuff to watch. I don't think it'll be interesting to see when they actually get to play the L.A. schools, both teams. uh, Yeah, they did get beat by Oregon. But both of those teams love to slow things down. And if they're able to slow things down against if UCLA or USC are able to slow things down, it's gonna make it's gonna make the game way more intriguing. Um, we really, I, I would love for UCLA and USC to at least push Arizona, and I think they will. At least one of them will um, that weekend. I'm sure Arizona may drop a trip to the to one of the LA schools that weekend, but we'll see.
2: it's 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 up in the air. But you just can't go cold against them like that. You go cold, and they have they stop having it, and they can get out and run, and and that's where they kill you. So I, I don't know. Maybe UCLA has enough depth to not go cold for a five minute stretch, but I I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. All throughout Stanford, as peak of the pack, uh, they did lose to Washington on Saturday, but they delivered USC their first loss of the season on Tuesday, and they did it pretty convincingly. Most of the game, Stanford. Felt like they were in control, which was impressive because not a lot of teams have looked that way at all versus USC this season. So, yeah, I Stanford, good for you. I still think you're shit, but <laughs> you, you get lucky every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how lucky they've been. I I'm gonna give Stanford a peek of the pack, and I know that they did lose to UW. That lost to Utah. Uh, that sorry, you Washington. Very weird because uh, Washington had gotten up – they were up at 1.50 to 29 in the second half. Stanford battled back and nearly had – they had many opportunities to win that game. Um, That game went down to the wire. Can't tell if that was a reflection of Washington or if that was more of a reflection of Stanford. But uh, Stanford was in that game on the road in Seattle. A lot of fans in Seattle, actually. Very strange. Um, Very bizarre. Uh, And then they did go and beat Washington State, uh, you know, pretty – it that was a fun game. I think that was a back and forth game. But it was also uh we I have a note here to mention this. It was also bizarre because they actually uh Washington State Stanford started about forty five minutes I no, actually I think it was over an hour late. Um and the reason why <laughs> if you weren't watching it, probably not a lot of people know this, it was at like two PM Pacific. It was in I believe it was in the Palouse. It was in the Palouse. Mm-hmm. Uh at Washington state and they had delayed, they had already done the player introductions. Fans were in in the seats and then they, I don't know if they like went back to test, uh, you know, for COVID or if there was a test that maybe came up positive and they needed to confirm it or something, but they had to delay the game to test Um, 20 minutes, about 20, 30 minutes go by. Fans are still waiting. Uh, they've already done playoff introductions. Literally the only thing that's, left to do was tip the ball off um and then after 30 minutes (laughs) um it comes out that there was an inconclusive test (laughs) so they had to go back in the locker room and test again and we waited 30 minutes for that test to sort of come back um and it wasn't until like an hour and three minutes or an hour and 13 minutes something like that that they finally tipped off the ball it was the most bizarre thing to just wait on washington stanford to tip off it was bizarre it was so weird um i don't know why like why don't you tip like test players in the morning um i'm not sure why they're not doing that maybe there's some logistical thing maybe that's harder to do i don't know it seems to me the obvious thing is you don't wait until tip off to test players but i'm clearly not a scientist here i am a doctor
1: (laughs) casually fit that in at the end i have no idea um, I heard someone saying that they might've tested earlier in the day and they didn't get the test back until right before, mm. whatever it was is very strange handling of the situation. You think we've gotten to the point in time where they should have this down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> specifically. Right. Like I, testing is going so well everywhere that it's, it's truly shocking that it's not perfect in this.
1: Scenario. <laughs> um,
2: Cause really this is the only, the only place that testing isn't, uh, isn't exactly rational and, and perfectly executed.
0: <laughs> well, what's funny to me is their problem is not like the rest of the country is experiencing a test shortage. The The problem here is not that they don't have enough tests. It's just, they are just very fucking bad at apparently executing out uh, a systematic <laughs> testing of their rosters. Very bizarre stuff. But Stanford did end up winning that game uh, against Washington state. Um, so they went, 2 and 1 over the week. They've played 3 games since we since we last talked. Um it looked like maybe they were going to start cementing themselves as the fourth best team, you know, we've been having that conversation. Yeah. Um but they they've been they've been reasonably they've been reasonably impressive. Um they've certainly had a lot of contributions from all over the place. Um you know, there's no one, you know, it's not like Washington where they have like one guy like Terrell Brown Jr. who's going to beat you. Um they've got a number of they've got a number of guys and they really spread it out so uh good for them any other uh, peak of the pack it could be player or a team or a coach
2: i have no interest in giving them peak of the pack but a, a scenic uh lookout if you will <laughs> on on the way up um just want to give colorado a quick shout out before yeah. they're about to have not a great time <laughs> um just actually, they are technically the fourth best team in the Pac-12 right now. <laughs> per they record, are ranked fourth yeah. in the Pac-12 yeah. per record. Um, that probably won't last long. You know, you look at their schedule, they haven't really beat – they haven't beat anybody out of their reach or anything. They've won the games that they're, they're supposed to. Fraudulent. They've lost the games that they're supposed to. Um, yeah, buffs are frauds in all sports. Everything everything <laughs> continues. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, a, a scenic by lookout, you know. Good place to pull over and rest the legs on the way up. Yeah,
1: their next three games are against USC, UCLA, and Oregon. So <laughs> have fun with that, Colorado. Yikes. Yikes, Yikes indeed. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, no, it was um, uh, – Colorado is a lot like uh, – if you're just a football sicko, it was a lot like, I think – I hate to say
2: it. Oregon being ranked three all season. No, it's more like
0: It's more like UCLA. If I'm being honest, Yeah, you, you beat the te- They're beating teams that you'd expect them to beat. And then being kind of non-competitive against teams that y- you, know, you might expect them to schedule a loss. Um, the game against Arizona. I thought they were competitive again. It, this is the story with Arizona. It's you, you may competitive be competitive in for, for, for in the first half. And then Arizona just blasted them um they did they did beat the shit out of arizona state though that's a bad arizona state team but like colorado typically doesn't beat the hell out of bad teams not this Mm -hmm. season so i guess that was relatively impressive but good good call on having them beat somewhere and then somewhere uh, on the entry you know on the in the uh, in the entry to this uh to this road to the peak i'm gonna put oregon state they were (laughs) they were competitive they were you know they're not they don't look as embarrassing as they did. I think they yeah. lost by two to Oregon. Um, now that was in Corvallis, but it was a it was a two point loss against what is apparently a top three team in the Pac-12 right now. Um, then they went on and played a tough game against USC. The score was 81-71 on Thursday, January 13th, but it was much closer than that. USC struggled with Oregon State, maybe foreshadowing of what would happen to Oregon uh, to USC against Oregon. Um, and then they played UCLA and and were competitive for about a, ha- a half ish, um, and then UCLA. <laughs> uh, but uh, but UCLA was kind of pulled away very 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 late in the first half. So, um, Oregon State's I-
1: going to get somebody late.
0: I'm s- it. It's I- I'm certain in if the if maybe. they haven't already. Um, mm-hmm. who who have they beaten? They beat Utah. someone recently. Utah. <laughs> yeah, that was right. Is that their last win? Yeah. Yeah. Is it's- their only
1: conference win? yikes yes it's bad (laughs) it's
0: really bad yeah well speaking of bad why don't we get to our down bad (laughs) so every week we also talk about which teams players whoever had the crummiest week in the league so uh matthew burton did you have any uh down bad candidates
2: i i feel like it's just probably utah's fans at this point i don't even i don't even know that you can say utah now as it's been for what three straight weeks now yeah six game losing Um, streak so much hope (laughs) seen at at times that is is cruel and unusual um and unnecessary in my opinion uh let let the sport not exist Utah fans it's okay
1: (laughs) well the most frustrating thing apart about it is that it's been because Brandon Carlson has been out he had the issues with the COVID and then he had appendicitis what like the worst luck in the world so he hasn't been playing these games and it's really been clear he is the most important player on Utah's team. And so it's like very difficult as a fan who had such high hopes in Utah, because I can't even be like that angry. Cause they're not just flat out bad, like injury after injury. And now your best players out for like three weeks. Like, what do you even do at that point? You're just sad.
2: Yeah. You play UCLA and USC. That's what you do. Yikes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yikes. Yikes. I mean, I, I think, uh, it just depends on what we think about UCLA and USC. I, um, I'll, I'll go next here. I'm going to say USC is down bad and, uh, not partially because they went one in two. Um, but I think it's the way they went one in two this week. Um, they went and lost to Stanford, a team that I don't think is particularly good. I would not say that they're by any means going to be in the bubble conversation by the time March rolls around. Um, they got, they got flat out beat by Stanford. That was a competitive game all, all the way along. But, um, Stanford did, it wasn't a, I don't think it was fluky. Um, USC then had a tough game against Oregon state, maybe the worst team or second worst team in the pack 12 and then went and then got blasted by Oregon. We talked, I talked a little bit about that, just non-competitive for the vast majority of that game. um, They've got some serious issues in their backcourt. Ethan Anderson has not been particularly good for them. Um, really it's Isaiah Mobley and Chavez Goodwin who are kind of carrying the load, but you need guards, especially against Oregon's guards. Oregon's guards are good. Jacob Young, Will Richardson, um those dudes are good and they have they have bigs who can kind of go at that they can send at Isaiah Mobley and send at Chavez Goodwin for USC. So uh yeah, USC's down bad for me. I uh I promise is not rivalry smack. And maybe they will kind of figure their stuff out Um, and I I wouldn't be shocked if they did, but it's, I don't want to throw the F word out here. They might be a little fraudulent. Um, I think if you want to have the comparison to Oregon football in 2021 of why are they ranked in the top three? That's That was USC. I think, Um, where they just, they're beating up kind of on bad teams. Um, They're still winning. You know, they were the last undefeated team in the PAC 12 second to last in the country, but they hadn't played anyone. And then the second they played Stanford, a mid-halfway decent team, kind of, they lost. And the second they t- they played a bona fide good team in Oregon, they got blasted. So I, uh, I'd i be concerned if I was a USC basketball fan, um, if I was one, one of the four there that are rooting for USC basketball and actually watching the games. Um, but, I, I, I yeah, I'd be concerned. I'd be super concerned about them. Any other uh, down bad candidates here?
1: Cal. Yeah. Like I said, I was a Cal truther um, for five minutes and was was really hurt by that. I should have never believed in Cal. They have a four-game losing streak. To be fair, the games they were winning before their losing streak weren't that impressive. But I don't know if I can say they're down bad when we expected them to be bad. But here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I just think any, any anything between you know 5 and uh 5 and 10 is just a 5 and 9 is a mess I think. Yeah. Um so well okay, let's let's uh let's move on to just kind of talk about the positioning of the Pac-12 teams. Let's do our Pac-12 power rankings. As always every week, uh, I kind of just spit out what I think are my basketball tiers and we're going to discuss them. I'll go kind of piece by piece here and I'll start with the top 3. So in tier or the top 4, uh tier 1, the elites. I think there's one. I think it's Arizona. Arizona's a top five team pretty clearly at this point just because they're consistently beating teams the way that you'd expect them to beat them. They're not having any sort of games where you're like, Ugh, what was that? And they might have stretches of those within games, but generally they're you know that Avalanche is coming at some point and they're going to bury them. So they're my, they're my number one team in the Pac-12 pretty clearly. And then tier two, what I'm labeling this week is the top 25, I think number two Oregon <laughs> uh number three UCLA and number four USC um I think very clearly those are the next three I think I could hear debates around is, is UCLA still ahead of Oregon despite maybe having that one overtime loss um do you really think Oregon kind of deserves to be above UCLA and USC despite you know because of their non-conference slate I, I just put them at two but I, I could see them putting at four if you really wanted to if you want to, to take a more resume-based approach to this um And then tier, uh, so actually those are the four, Arizona at the top, very clearly the elite team, number two, Oregon, number three, UCLA, number four, USC. Any reactions to those?
1: That's exactly how I would put it.
0: Okay. Uh, And then tier three, middling, but not bad. So I have here, again, these are the teams we were talking about this, just like whatever order you put them in. I'm not sure I care much about the order. They kind of blend together for me. I have five Colorado, six Washington State, seven Stanford, eight Cal, and nine UW. Any uh, quips?
1: I still think Colorado's fraudulent. Um, I don't know how you put them below any of these teams, though. I think that if Colorado aren't frauds, they will have a close game against USC and possibly upset them. If USC blows Colorado out, I will never, ever give any thought to Colorado being anything other than just lucky that they have seven really bad teams after them in this conference
0: (laughs) if okay a question based on that it well i I guess we can just talk about it it feels like (laughs) we may actually want to root as pack if you're a pac 12 supporter and you want to see the pac 12 represent and show out in uh in the ncaa tournament colorado might be able to build its case as a bubble team colorado
1: could be a bubble a bubble team if they get a win over one of these
0: if they split the L.A. trip, yeah, they, they might start to be in that conversation a little bit. They might get to move themselves up in the net rankings. Um, they'd have to do a lot of work, but that's a that's a good start. Um, well, those honestly, are going to be quad one wins. Easy. If
1: they, they just continue to keep up what they've been doing, where they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and even lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to, they're going to be a bubble team. Yeah, Because they have the record right now. I think they only have, do they only have four, three or four losses?
0: They only have f- Three, the other four. They
1: only have F4. four losses, okay. and then if they just continue beating all the teams below them in your rankings, then I don't see why not.
2: Yeah, and they're nine and one at home. They, yeah, they don't have a bad home loss. Yeah, and and so.
0: really they have one bad loss period um, to Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, in a you know in, Vir- in the Virgin Islands, the first game in their trip to the Virgin Islands, they lost to Southern Illinois got kind of beat badly by UCLA and Tennessee and Arizona. So I think that's part of why the analytics don't like them because when they have played a good team, they got completely throttled in all three of them, but those are their losses. Those are not those. They have 3 Their three losses. Three of their four losses are quad one losses. Easy. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I could see it anyway. So that's a tier three. They might be able to push their way in. I I'm, I'm ready to declare Washington state dead in that conversation. But Colorado feels like maybe they could be a bubble team. And we might get it we might this might be a five bid league, which is much better than what we were expecting a couple weeks ago, where we said yeah. this is very clearly a three bid league. Um Can I
2: do a quick uh Discord tangent. Is what matters more for like conference perspective being a X number bid conference or having like having three teams in the Elite Eight? Like what having what matters three more
1: teams in, that? in the Elite Eight?
2: Okay, then all due respect to Colorado, I want the LA schools getting as good of an easy getting as good of a draw as possible. I, I don't need them losing and getting Colorado in as a twelve seed. I think it de- I think it shifts
0: though. Like I think early, like up until we actually get to the tournament, um, having five bids does something for the Pac-12 and and is a thing that gets talked about up until the point where we get to the tournament, and then how the conference fares. I think. Then we kind of, then, then the conversation shifts. I think both of them do matter just at kind of different times. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you. I think I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure the, the pact the NCAA tournament is such a crap shoot that like having a favorable draw. What does that mean? Unless you're like a one seed. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, that's but you're true. right. You're right. That the positioning does matter, Matt. Um, okay. Uh, well anyway, so that's, that's the middle of the conference. Tier four, bad. Um, these are just bad and rebuilding teams, pretty clearly to me. Number ten, Arizona State. Number eleven, Oregon State, and now at number twelve, our new, a new bottom team here, Utah. Yeah. Any, uh, any agreement? Any disagreements here?
1: Um, I think people argue just because Oregon State has the worst record at this point in time. Utah is a worse team than Oregon State. If you're watching these games it's pretty obvious that Utah is pretty hopeless right now. So, yeah, they're at a low.
2: Yeah, you, you have an empty tier here called unholy trash. Um,
1: Oregon
0: State that, was in uh, that. They were in that by themselves.
2: Utah over the last two weeks probably should be in it. But you know, they do have the
1: excuse of Brandon Carlson being out. I
2: was going to say, they've quite literally like had, what, like six scholarship players at one time?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. I, I, that's not necessarily a fault of the program, but it it is definitely – all the last two weeks have been rough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think missing Brandon Carlson is massive. I don't, I don't think people should discount what he means to to Utah. um For a while, was number one in the Pac-12 and and player efficiency rating. Right now, he's number two. Um, they're just a better and very different team with him on the floor. Do I think he's like as good as a Christian Coloco? As good as a Julius Wallace? No, but. He's, he's kind of on that next tier in terms of what he brings to Utah and what he does when he's on the floor, his ability to get inside and, and bang with some of the bigs, the best bigs in the conference. Um, even defensively does a fair amount for Utah. Just having him out there I think is, is, is critical for them. So he's number two in PER. He's number uh, six in offensive box plus minus. Uh, he's number 8 in total box plus minus, he's number 18 in defensive box plus minus among all Pac-12 players. Like he matters. So him not him, at, him not being out there maybe like Utah minus Brandon Carlson is unholy trash, but I don't know. Be very curious to see what they look like. It could be a situation with Utah, they get Brandon Carlson back and and they have a surge at the end that kind of makes makes people look forward to what happens next year. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I
1: don't think it's a hot take to think that once Brandon Carlson is back Utah bounces back to playing how they were in december november december Mm -hmm. so we'll see
0: yeah uh all right i'm just gonna say the net rankings this is the uh, ncaa's evaluation tool for uh for ranking teams based on their performance it it definitely has a more backwards looking slant to it where they're looking at resumes but it does have a predictive element to it so here's here's the net rankings as they stand right now as we record this uh number two arizona is the first team, and then it's number 21 UCLA, number 28 USC, number 58 Washington State, number 60 Oregon, number 89 Colorado, number 90 Stanford, number 118 Utah, number 128 Cal, number 142 UW, number 168 Arizona State, and then number 206 Oregon State. Any thoughts about the net rankings here?
1: Oregon, I mean not Oregon, Arizona is right where they belong. I'm very happy for them. If it weren't for Arizona, I don't think I'd be watching Pac-12 basketball because I'm dead inside. But thank you, <laughs> Arizona, for keeping me alive.
2: Oregon being at 60 right now is kind of exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, that you know that's that's definitely a, a significant like that's that's a an OK loss. It's not a good loss, but it's an OK loss. um Definitely a lot of what is is going to be dropping the UCLA and USC scores right now, but as Oregon continues to move up that ranking that'll help those two schools as well. So it's, it's hopeful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think right now it feels like, I mean, I don't know how much this could shift and how sensitive the uh, net is to results that are still incoming. We're obviously going to get new data. Oregon could move up here though. Um, You know, if if it takes care of the teams that it needs to take care of, maybe pick off one of the top three at this point, they've already just swept the L.A. school, so if they can get a couple more, um, maybe we've got UCLA and USC. Uh, I think still, do they play them twice? I don't know. I'd have to check the schedule. But they still have opportunities to kind of move up, and you know, so does Colorado. Kind of maybe Stanford. I don't know. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what the the committee would do about Washington State. They're just such a weird team in terms of their losses, um, how they're losing, all heartbreakers. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe they take that into consideration, but. Who knows? Maybe we get a uh, Pac-12 six bid league. <laughs> would be the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, if okay.
1: somebody. If Oregon State wins the tournament again,
0: yeah, seven bid, <laughs> seven bid league. That's it. That's it. We're oh my god, I would lose my shit. <laughs> I would lose my shit. Uh- <laughs> anyway, any other uh, thoughts about the the net rankings or any of the other rankings here?
1: I just really need Oregon to continue playing well and winning games if they turn out to not be as good as we think they are immediately after beating UCLA and USC. That's going to really fuck shit up for this conference.
0: Yeah. They need to figure that out. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our new segment, a dad's discourse. Daddy,
1: no. Daddy, yes.
0: (laughs) 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 I, um... (laughs) <laughs> i <have> no, <laughs> i uh i have no idea where that came from like i i googled <laughs> i googled dad sound effects <laughs> And that was oh, one of the. Oh Christ! It was the least pornographic one that I came
2: across. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I would like to know how many you had to listen to before getting to that one. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: we'll see. We'll see how that one exists. I have no idea. I think it might be from. I think it might be from Michelle. So someone, someone's gonna hit me with a. a oh, thing. Oh my God! We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> new segment. Dad's discourse. Uh, we're going to try this out for the first time. Matthew Burson is the only dad on this podcast, and so we thought it'd be fun to give him a chance to engage in some capital D discourse around some of his musings as a dad or just as an old man generally, even though he's a year younger than I am. Uh, I have zero... I have no idea how this is going to go. I don't even know what Matthew Burson has planned here, but we're going to try this out. So go ahead and uh, take it away Matt.
2: So we're now three weeks removed from Christmas, and... I- a very common thing is that, like, aunts and uncles give kids, like, the loud Christmas presents, right? They're they're loud, they make a lot of noise, and they annoy the shit out of the parents. That's, like, the thing. What they don't tell you about and what needs to be brought into the public light is the fact that grandparents get the grandkids' presents to get back at their own kids. And it's cruel and it's unusual, unusual, and I am quite ready to become completely agnostic and we are no longer going to celebrate Christmas in this house. I thought you um, were already agnostic. Well, yeah, but like in the, I still want to do like the cool religious <sighs> oh, holiday yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So like, it just means that I get to do like religious holidays from six different religions. Um But <laughs> <laughs> just doing Hanukkah, you're doing, uh,
0: are you lighten a menorah early December.
2: <laughs> yeah. I heard about like some, um, some Hindu one that I'm really into. I'm really excited about celebrating <laughs> that this next year. I'm gonna get into that. Um it's gonna be great. Um but <laughs> um y'all, my son, so the one thing we've spent all weekend putting up this um play set that they got that he got from his grandpa. I this thing so it's meant to be put together by two people. That's that has to be with a third person just searching for like parts. Because they put these things like in the most obnoxiously labeled, like it's impossible to find shit. Um, it says 14 hours to put together. I've already worked on this thing 14 hours. I think I'm on step like 120 out of
0: 14 hours to put together a playset. set. What the fuck is this playset, set?
2: Dude, this thing. I'm not joking. The kid's going to live in it. I'm so sick of this thing. I will <laughs> post pictures. I did a little like Twitter thread to it. It's like six huge ass like boxes. It was a full pallet sitting on my driveway for like the last Holy three years. Holy shit! Weeks. It's one of the Costco ones. I think it was like two thousand dollars or something.
0: Two oh thousand?
2: Yeah, dude, this thing is unbelievable. You need to it, send us pictures. Is, I thought like it was like you guys like a have little, seen my backyard. It is going to take set. up like half my backyard.
1: Holy shit!
2: It's huge. It is, is it? huge? It's like a jungle gym thing. Sure. With like a slide I, I don't know i don't yeah it has a slide it has a rock like wall it has a rope like, wall it a has a rope bridge it set. has no it has three three swings on it like a three like it's got two swings and one of like the circular like net swings like it's it, this thing is gigantic
1: i feel like that's the type of gift you need to ask for consent first oh he did <laughs> oh, okay
2: he did and well, we this originally is your were your like how you yes. said yes no 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 no, no. shut up This was something that was like totally something to like get the kid out of the house. Like, yeah, we need something that's in our backyard so that we can be like, get out, like get, don't come in this house again for another hour. And I have, I seriously, if he does not live in this thing, I I will never (laughs) recoup my investment. I'm so tired. I don't want to work on this anymore. And I'm seriously not even halfway through. Is
0: this is this called a Cedar Summit by KidCraft Dev, I just Googled Costco playset. Does it have like a rock climbing wall on
2: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the gigantic that's ass what? one. Like it has the rope bridge that oh is like God. eight feet long that goes to the monkey bars that are then eight feet long on top of it. So just to be clear, you have
0: one child right now that's capable of playing with this. Yes.
2: So <laughs> <That's laughs> the <correct>. kid,
0: <laughs> the kid will be by himself in this massive playset thing.
2: Mm, listen, they don't... I, solitary confinement is a thing, <laughs> and I fully expect <laughs> to punish him as such. Get the hell out of my house. But then the other thing that we spent all day doing today is he also got a fish tank. Who has yeah, so only a on fish only tank? Has he completely taken over... His grandma got him a fish tank. So not only has he completely taken over my backyard, he is also going to make my entire house smell like shit and then flood my basement
1: with it. <laughs> you just need a and I don't condone this, but yeah. the fish needs to mysteriously die.
2: Oh my God. Oh, I already put it in water that was too cold for it, so I'm hoping <laughs> it doesn't go another 24 hours. <laughs> so, as so, Spoken as
0: someone, Avery, who kills fish, who used to kill fish for a living.
1: Okay. That was for science. <laughs> that makes it seem like I was doing it like, in my garage. Did you guys know
2: that my first pet ever was a fish? Really? Yeah, so I never had, we never had pets growing up, growing up and I really wanted a dog. So when I first moved out, um I was like 18, and my now wife got me a fish because we weren't allowed to have dogs in the apartment complex that we that we had. So we named it Puppy. Um it lasted 6 days. Oh. And that's and, just enough in my yep, opinion. And then we got another one to replace it and Puppy number 2 made it 11 days. Holy and shit. And so then we got a pet rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you all seen the Mo Rocco memes going around lately?
1: Yes, I have.
2: <laughs> no, I've been building a playset.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to engage the national discourse. <laughs> M- o- El- Mo <laughs> Elmo Mo. <laughs> Elmo uh, has a friend named Zoe, and I guess Zoe has a, a rock named Rocco. And there's been memes going around from Sesame Street around how Elmo is really pissed at Rocco for existing. Um, anyway, congrats to the pet rock for pissing someone off there. Um, crazy. Okay. Well, th- I mean, are you done now? Did you finish it?
2: Yeah. Those are the main two things that were horrible. No, but did you finish the play set? No, he said he's only oh, halfway no. done. I told you I'm only like oh. halfway through. Wow. I seriously am on like step 112 out of, there's 242 steps.
1: And you just and I finished think, building I think I'm like your like too, right?
2: Yep. And I'm halfway <laughs> through building the bathroom. Very cool. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. We're waiting, <on> <laughs> waiting on the bathtub to show up. You need Unreal. to get
1: Greg to come help.
0: Yeah, you need. Yeah, someone's gotta gotta recruit Greg. Greg's not doing anything.
2: Greg's gonna destroy my fence, and I'm gonna have to rebuild <laughs> a fence. <about> <laughs> yeah. Inside joke there around over Greg's uh, fence attacking.
0: We won't we share that one. But uh, attacking. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, Courting maybe is the right word. Assault and battery. Assault. <laughs> Um, well, good luck to you, Matthew Robertson. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have any advice. Are you like, are you the kind of person that's just like, I need to get this shit done with? Uh, and like, are you the kind of dad that's like, you get a gift for your, for your kid and you're like, I'm just going to spend as much time as I can doing this right, right now so I don't have to deal with it? Or are you, uh, typically someone who lets it linger? Sounds like you're someone who lets it linger and puts it off.
2: Well, I tried to let it linger and then instead of just letting it linger until like spring break or something i was like hey martin luther king jr weekend it's 30 degrees outside let's do it
0: <laughs> terrible stuff i yeah, when you said cool. when you said play set i thought maybe it was like i, I don't know if they're there I, I don't know if you've all have seen them but it's like kitchens like one of those play kitchens but like
2: oh I don't those know. things are hell are they are they yeah, worse than the one cost those together too those things can go to hell <laughs> wow.
1: Terrible. I'm not. I'm not having children. That's the That's, conclusion. I've what are you going to do when
2: this? your kids grow grow up past this?
1: I guess. I guess you've got another eight they
2: years. They can of that. do it themselves.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. be are, able you gonna, are you a just going to? Are you just going to
1: have like a playset in your yard?
2: Are you yeah. dismantle it. Oh, like when? Oh, when that happens, I don't know. I live in Utah. They'll have kids at like 18. So like, I don't know. <laughs> um, grandkids will use it pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how quickly, like. Yeah, I mean, my wife's mom still has her like place set up. It's not an actual mansion that takes up half the backyard, so I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I'll burn it. <laughs> a bonfire? The, in like 10 years. That would
0: be a fantastic bonfire. That would be an awesome bonfire. But is it made of plastic?
2: No, it's wood. Wood and plastic. Really? It's yeah. full wood. It's wood. Oh, yeah, it's full wood. It smelled Holy really good shit. when I first opened it. Oh my god! It's, it's heavy as hell. Like it's like yeah. Like this is. I am building a structure. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> that's bullshit. I would not. I would take it back. <laughs> I would simply take it back. The kid, kids. Kids can have Legos. Take just back.
1: take it. Take it back, and then find one that's like half the size, made of plastic entirely, hooks together. Keep the money.
0: Yeah. Or your troubles. Or just, just return it. Get a Lego set. Get like a hundred dollar Lego set. And then get yourself a lawnmower with the remainder, or a new mattress. <laughs> Literally any of those things. This is nonsense. I would not. I would not do this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> absolutely terrible shit. <sighs>
0: terrible stuff. Well, thank you for that. That was good. That was a successful test run of our uh, of our dad's discourse. So thank you, Matthew Burton, for doing
2: that. My pleasure, I'm going to serve.
0: <laughs> All right, now that uh, that's out of the way, let's uh, wrap this up with some predictions. right we're almost done here before we go let's do some game predictions every week i pick a handful of interesting game uh, or marquee games for us to predict since we don't predict every game this week i've picked three of them first up on thursday january 20th at 4 30 pacific usc is traveling to boulder to take on colorado um i have <laughs> i thought greg was going to be on this for some reason he told us that he was he was working shirking his chores as usual um but uh grapes who do you think wins usc or colorado this one's in boulder
1: I think that USC is going to win this one. Maybe it'll be close. Maybe it won't be. I have no idea. I don't expect Colorado to do something not fraudulent, though.
0: I am picking... I'm going to pick Colorado. Crazy. I'm not feeling good about USC right now. I'm not feeling good about USC. I think it's way more fun when USC is good at basketball, even though their fans don't really show out. Um, But I, I just... There's something wrong with USC right now. I'm not sure they're going to be able to figure out. I, I think it's going to be interesting because USC's strength is their big men. Colorado has some pretty good big men and uh, Jabari Walker and uh, Evan Batty, so that'll be fun to watch. We'll see, uh, Matt. What do you think?
2: Yeah, buffs are frauds. USC will win. On the next one. All right. Uh, second
0: LA school here, UCLA get gets its second shot of the season at the colorado buffalo so they're traveling to play them in boulder on saturday january 22nd at six pacific uh this one uh none of these games have spread so i'm just gonna i'm gonna make this one up i'm gonna say ucla minus 10 matt who wins who covers that one ucla minus 10 against colorado in colorado uh in colorado yeah in boulder
2: I thought it was at UCLA. Anyways, it doesn't matter. My pick is the same. Uh, yeah, buffs are frauds. Buffs for sure win. Okay. Straight Bu- up. Buffs for sure win. Yeah, buffs are for sure winning this game. 100%. <laughs> they're absolutely splitting this. They're absolutely beating the better team. Lots I up. have zero
0: doubt of this
1: in my mind. <laughs> I'm not sure. Whatsoever. whatsoever.
0: I'm not sure these vibes are Pac-12 football vibes. We'll, we'll see. Gra- uh, Grapes, you feeling bad vibes on this one?
1: Yeah. If if Colorado doesn't beat USC, they're not going to beat UCLA. UCLA is much that's better than USC. No, vibes. that's that doesn't work for these three <laughs> Wait, 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 wait.
0: Matthew Burtson, are you saying this is a bad vibes game? Sure. I
1: don't know. Oh, bringing it back. Okay. We'll no, see. We're going to test Matt's think, vibe reading. I don't think that applies to UCLA.
2: I feel like you giving it the sound drop just ruined it for me. <laughs> I feel like I had it, and I feel like you <laughs> took it too far, and now... Now it's going to be against me. Now this like place is going to fall apart.
1: Minus 10 <laughs> minus ten is interesting, but Colorado has been blown out by all the good teams on their schedule. So UCLA, I feel like, is looking for a bounce back. Mick Cronin is making those poor boys run so many sprints. Yeah, I think okay. UCLA is going to blow this team out.
0: Okay. I think UCLA will blow them out too. Um, I think... I we we saw what happened last time. Uh, Colorado traveled to UCLA to play the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan Batty, Jabari Walker, completely negated. Um, if if Colorado wants to play ten feet inside the basket, I think that doesn't work for them. Uh, UCLA's bigs can can definitely do damage to Colorado defensively from within ten feet of the basket. Now. If they come back, if Tad Boyle is a good coach, he's, he does what other good teams have done to UCLA this year, and that's take Cody Riley or Miles Johnson out of the game by just stretching them out. Um, they're completely – those two really hard to watch on defense if they're getting taken out past the 10 past ten feet past the basket. Yeah. So, um, But I, I don't think they will. Um, I think UCLA kind of wins this one hand late. All right. Lastly, the No Truck Stops Classic. The only reason I'm picking this is because of the constituents involved in this podcast. UCLA is traveling to Salt Lake City to play Utah, who was eight and nine this year. On Thursday, January 20th at eight Pacific, I'm going to set a spread for this one. I'm going to say UCLA minus 15. Ah, <gasps> <laughs> uh, the dog was excited by that. Matthew Bernstein, yeah. can you translate?
2: Yeah, is that like the is that like the first half spread? <laughs> No,
0: it's the total game Is spread. That, you think it to be bigger than that? That was uh-huh. uh, my
1: dog barking, and oh,
0: I thought that was Max. She <laughs>
1: oh, no. she's not happy with the spread, that. but agrees that, that that's probably what it will be.
2: Yeah, no UCLA like might be up 30 at the half.
1: Wow, wow. I don't know. I, not, not at mean, the I half. Think... I don't think so at the half. Um, right. Utah, every single game, they drag the other team through the mud makes them play this disgusting form of basketball and it works up until the starters get really tired for Utah and then it all goes to shit. So I think at halftime UCLA will be up, but it will be less than 10 point lead. And then after the half is when it will go really bad for Utah. I'm actually going back to Utah for this game. Um, (laughs) Really? When I scheduled this trip... It was when we thought Utah was good at basketball. And I'm also moving the rest of my stuff.
2: 12 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) It was like the end of November
1: when (laughs) I planned to come back. And I'm moving the rest of my stuff to the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, oh, I'll just make sure I'm there for the UCLA game. Because I want to see all my and Johnny D. and Jules Bernard in person. (laughs) Like, I can't miss that. And now I'm kind of regretting it.
0: Does UCLA travel to seattle to play washington this season i don't know i haven't i haven't even looked i'm pretty sure they do they always do yes they do i just don't know
2: i when. think they they were scheduled to play were they gonna reschedule i think that? they
1: got i think it was canceled wasn't
2: you, it utah goes to washington in like two weeks just have them bring your stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> i am i'll be at that game too that's next saturday so i
2: I'm now forgetting. Do they play? They play. I
1: think it got canceled, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I I guess it just got canceled. I remember they were giving a forfeit, but I'm not sure if they, and then they reversed it. I don't know. Anyway, I guess, uh, I guess Washington's not getting Uh. a return, return trip from UCLA to Seattle. Yeah.
1: I'll also be at the Utah USC game on Saturday. Saturday. Wow. (laughs) So that'll, that'll be a fun weekend. Yeah.
0: Tough, tough, tough. Um, Yeah. I think uh, UCLA should win this by 15. You talked about, uh, Craig Smith and utah trying to muck it up but that's i think i i think when ucla acknowledges that that's our identity they do that very well so i'm gonna say ucla covers that one
1: yeah the first half might be fun to watch after that yeah,
0: hmm. yeah. might be might be a snoozer yep. all right well anyway that'll do it for us uh, as usual, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Pod. We'll drop a basketball episode every Tuesday at 5 a.m. as we normally do. Maybe we'll throw in a football episode or two here and there if the discourse is hot enough. We'll jump on. Uh, if we not, never though, talked
1: about Chip Kelly.
0: Oh yeah, Chip <laughs> Kelly did get extended. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know where to put that in our basketball episode. Maybe we just stick it somewhere. <laughs> we need like a football no truck stop or a football truck stop for news. Yeah, Chip I Kelly like got a extended.
1: Can't. I feel like we can't. Leave that out. That is so fucking okay. funny.
0: Okay. Well, any thoughts? <laughs> <Four> any <laughs> more years? I uh, yeah. They Chip waited, Kelly got extended for four years.
1: Did they wait like till the day before his buyout would drop to zero? Uh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was something it like was that. It was a
0: day or two. Yeah, it was that, very very close. I to that was actual convinced deadline.
1: that they were waiting until that date. <laughs> like, that is so funny.
0: Well, they had fired. So they fired their defensive coordinator, who has been by far the lightning rod in terms of like guys that. UCLA fans wanted to see gone and were kind of saying if chip Kelly gets extended, but keeps his defensive coordinator that he'd been fighting for for four years, something went very, very wrong. So it sounds like chip Kelly capitulated on that one and, uh, fired his defensive coordinator. So that as soon as Jerry as the defensive coordinator got fired, I knew chip Kelly was coming back, uh, because that was almost certainly a demand from UCLA's administration to say, if we're going to extend you and keep you on and give you, A new contract we don't want the defensive coordinator on staff so
1: i'm so happy for you carlos i know this is what you wanted
0: (sighs) yeah yeah well you know and then he uh so you know i was i was i was coping a little bit i was talking myself into you know next year might not be so bad and i think that might be true um and then he just went and pissed that all away when uh he hired tim drevno as his offensive line coach if uh you're not familiar with that name he has been All over the place in college football over the past 10 years is hated by pretty much every fan base that he's uh, that he's been to a little Andy Ludwig if you're a Utah fan and you need a a, an anchor to help you understand who Tim Tim Drevno is to UCLA uh, was at USC before UCLA and then he was an analyst at UCLA recently was at USC um, people ver- hated him. He was the offensive coordinator at Michigan. Michigan fans absolutely hate him. He is, uh, if you just search Tim Drevno on Twitter, you will find a lot of people complaining about how bad of a recruit- recruiter he is, which is literally the opposite of what you want to do if you're UCLA and have a guy who won't recruit. So, I don't know. Matthew what did you think?
2: Just got to plant that bamboo. <laughs> got to give it time. I, I just, I... I'm truly just I'm confused and intrigued by the timing of it, Um, you know, waiting until like the day before buyout goes to zero. Like it just feels like a really weird leverage move of everything. I just I am I am so excited for the oral history of this that comes out in the next six months to six years whenever he does eventually get fired and or quit and or retire or something. I don't know. Um so yeah I'm I'm just I want to know what the story is. I don't think that UCLA had any other options out there and so it was kind of just something that was always going to be funny to me no matter which way this went. <laughs> so very excited that we know <laughs> which jokes we can make. Um excited to hear about him getting fired next year. That that actually the the funniest version of this is that he gets fired next year for like a massive buyout. <laughs> and like when they could have just waited 24 hours and gone and gotten somebody else or gone with an interim all season. Like, yeah. All damn season. Who cares? That, that's the funniest version of this to me. Yeah. So, and then like three hours after the announcement of the firing goes, like we get this huge oral history of, of what happened with this extension.
0: Yeah. It's silly. I will say, uh, I think the likelihood that he is bad enough to justify, I mean, he should be fired no matter what but in the eyes of administration and in the national media the record um that he needs to get at to be reasonably fired is maybe out of reach uh UCLA schedule is fucking easy it's very soft it might be the easiest they only have 5 regular games the league. right uh yeah well i think they may only have 4 um their first 3 games one is an fcs opponent and two are like oh, right. low they only have four major road yeah okay like so Two low you, major mid-major teams
2: so regardless of record ucla finishes last in the pac-12 south this next year fired or retained
0: he's gone um regardless of record i mean i i don't i don't know what that would be like what's the best record that you could have while still finishing last four and five four and
2: eight mm. that's yeah he's not going five five and eight i think if he could go five and seven Five and seven. I just I he think it'd win the three out of conferences and go two and two and seven in conference. Yeah, he'd be fired. I
0: think if he went six and six, he'd be fired. Seventy-five gets a little dicey, but I actually think it's hard to find five losses in that schedule. Um it feels like UCLA baseline is going eight and four again, and they may actually be a worse eight and four than they were this year. Um but I think they go eight and four. And I also think that's enough to extend it for another year and, or not extend it for another year, but let him go into the next year of his contract. It's probably a two year buyout. So I think they're probably thinking schedule's easy. He'll get eight and four in 2022. And then in 2023, this (laughs) is another prove it year for him. That's, that's my guess. So we'll see. Yeah. Very, uh, very tough stuff. Um, but we'll see. I mean, DTR is coming back now. That was announced. Zach Charbonnet, they're running back, shockingly coming back. Yeah. Um, so they're bringing back some production on offense. Defensive coordinator, going to be very interesting to see what they do. A ton of names have gotten thrown out there. I think there's some disaster names that UCLA fans do not want, such as uh, Clancy Pandergast, who was last at USC, I think was good at USC to begin with, and then really trailed off, has never been a strong recruiter. Um chip kelly needs he needs to hire someone that people can get excited about a defensive coordinator um jimmy lake gets thrown out there by people has been thrown out has been floated out there if he can get jimmy lake i think that would be a good hire but we'll see
1: thank you for tuning into our football podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway yes that was our that was our one any other football
1: stuff that you all need to need to vent here about
2: i hate the nfl yeah you said right before that was gonna
1: be your dad complaint actually
2: so it was until i started working on this what is i am so these nfl productions these games are so overproduced i'm so irritated by it coming from a college football fan where there's a tv timeout like every 30 seconds holy hell i'm so over like getting blasted with a freaking music concert in every tv timeout
0: yeah uh well, it's, it's funny because it'll happen for ball basketball also and if bill walton's on the call he's calling it out every single time um it, it happens where in, in the basketball games it's like yeah there's a foul and there's a media timeout and then we come back for a possession and then there's another timeout or uh, you know from one of the coaches it could be either or um and we get sort of two of those commercials back to back and our king bill walton's just like why are we going to another commercial why are we doing another timeout this is ridiculous um so I really appreciate when it does that, but I don't know what it's like in the NFL. I have not watched an NFL game like a full one in like 10, 15 years.
2: They're just—I was watching. I watched the because um, I wanted to see how bad Ben Roethlisberger actually is now, because um, <laughs> I am a very uh, casual Steelers fan where I only care when they're good. Holy crap, he sucks! But that NBC broadcast, like there was seriously music going on in the background of that broadcast the entire time. <laughs> Like Al Michaels was talking over music the whole that's time. That's terrible. That's terrible. It was horrific. Um, Anyways, yeah. that's what it was going to be. And yeah. then I got very tired building a fucking playset <laughs> That's worse. That's way worse. <laughs> I'm glad you brought and, that one and up. And buying fish and figuring out an aquarium. And God, I'm so tired. Yeah. I have to go paint the stand for that. Very cool. <laughs>
0: well, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get the hell out of here. For Avery at Brave underscore Grapes and Matthewbertson at Matt Nyber, I'm Carlos at Equity Brew, And Thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here.
2: Not even one. Things aren't always greener on the sunny side of the street.
1: Now don't mind if the sun don't shine. Lottie well, fine. the best wine